0: Uh, you know, personally, I think one of the reasons I, I appreciate and, and love that particular song so much is that it, it it's a, helps us remember that maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing. And in the case of the song, maybe we're, we're focusing on the suffering, on the heartache, on the pain, when God very well may be focused on what he wants to do in our hearts in the midst of that. Sometimes the blessing comes in and through the unexpected things. And, and here we are uh, for our, our church at, at a pretty big day. Uh, for the last uh, several weeks in Mission 1-8, we have been um, uh, preparing uh, for this particular day. And it's my hope and prayer, my desire, that, that I help us focus on the right things uh, we've been uh, the last five weeks uh, talking about uh, our, uh, preparing our Mission 1-8 to, to underwrite our mission as a church for the next uh, couple of years. Uh, that's, that's been our, our goal in Mission 18 8 uh, to reach widely with the love of Jesus Christ for uh, folks uh, here that, that are already connected to Troy UMC, but also in our region and, and, and even beyond to the ends of the earth. And last week, I shared the amazing news that some of our leaders kind of stepped forward first and provided, made commitments of over $800,000. About 15% of our giving families took us about 42% of the way to our $1.9 million goal over the next couple of years. And that was, that was amazing, amazing news. And, and today is the opportunity that the rest of us have. Uh, the rest of folks who call Troy UMC their church home to step forward in faith and say with not just our words but our actions, hey, count me in for this too. Uh, You know, regulars of our church uh, last week were mailed a commitment card that that looks uh, something like this, and there were, were extras that were handed out. If you uh, if you misplaced yours and you need one, uh, there are ushers who would be more than willing to hand them out uh, as the message goes on. Just raise your hand and say, hey, I need one. But, uh, uh, but a little bit later, uh, I'm praying that you have already filled that out, but a little bit later, uh, we'll have an opportunity to bring those forward. Uh, that's what the baskets are up here for. Uh, we'll be able to bring those forward as we remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on our behalf. Um, and if you're newer or visiting Troy UMC or watching online, uh, then please know that we're just glad that you're here. Um, I, I think that you'll find the more you hang around here, the more you get to know the people of this church, that you'll know this is, this is a church family that you uh, can be excited to be a part of. Um, but this morning, I, I want to do what I can uh, to make sure that our focus is in the right place. Uh, and I want to make sure that we're aware of what's really going on behind the scenes. And to prepare us for that, uh, I'd love to give you a test this morning. So uh, just follow the instructions on the video. This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? Go! The answer is 13, but did you see the moonwalking bear? (laughs) <laughs> how, how, how many of you have, uh, have taken that test before? I've seen that before. Okay, so a handful of you knew what to expect. Did you, did you remember to look for the dancing bear? I, I hope so. Uh, but how, how many of you did not know what was coming? This is the first time you've seen that, and, and you totally missed the bear the first time through. Okay, the vast majority. Anybody, anybody willing to be honest and say you counted all 13 of the, the white team's passes and you saw the dancing bear um, and having never seen this before? Remember, Jesus is watching. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, got some honest folks here. Well, uh, you know, it's generally proven that that oftentimes we don't see the things that we're not looking for, that we're not paying attention to in advance. We're often not aware of the obvious things, even the things that are right in front of our faces in, when when we're focusing on something else. So so here's the deal. This is what I, I, I want us... I want to help us as a church family uh, be focused on the right things as we come together today on on a Commitment Sunday and and bring our Mission 1-8 pledges. And and I want to be crystal clear on this. Some some of us, we're going to be tempted to think that this is all about money. And and so we'll, we'll be focusing on money as if, uh, that, that, like, like you may have been counting the passes of the white team. You know, we'll, we'll be uh, counting uh, how much money comes in, how, how much uh, has been given and how much is left over. We'll be closely uh, tracking the income and the expenses. And, and, and those aren't bad things. I mean, we need to be doing those things. Uh, we would be irresponsible if we weren't paying some attention to those things. But, but if we are so focused on that, then we're going to miss Jesus, the, the, the dancing bear. Uh, there are a few places in the Bible when, when Jesus makes it pretty clear to those who he is teaching that they've missed it, that they, they've completely been unaware of what is really going on. Uh, but none are more poignant or painful as, and uh, a surprise that, that Jesus said many people will have when he returns to judge their hearts, and their actions. In Matthew uh, chapter 7 and Luke uh, chapter 12 and and 13, Jesus addresses those whose focus has been on doing many great things for Jesus instead and totally missing a relationship with Jesus himself. He mentions that these people are going to be surprised when he tells them, that they're not welcome in God's kingdom because Jesus never knew them. But the passage that I want to highlight this morning uh, was read earlier, Clint read it earlier from Matthew 25, where Jesus is describing his his glorious return. And when he will be separating people, as he said, a shepherd separates uh, the the sheep from the goats. And, And Jesus says that he will welcome those into his kingdom uh, who have done the, the, the following things, who, who fed him when he was hungry, who gave him a drink when he was thirsty, who welcomed him in when he was a stranger, who gave him clothing when he didn't have any, when, who cared for him when he was sick and visited him when he was in prison. And, and, and likewise, he, uh, those who didn't do those things, he will turn away from his kingdom. And this is a, a fairly familiar passage for those who have us who have been around the church for a while. And if that's not you, I'm really glad that you're here. Uh, This is a passage that we oftentimes turn to to remember to do things like like we as a church are doing today with Share Thanksgiving, to remember to feed those who don't have food. This is a a motivation for many people who are Christ followers. And and so it's a relatively familiar passage, but something uh, struck me about it as, as I was studying it and preparing for today. It struck me that in this instance, both groups, both groups, those that Jesus welcomed in and and those who he turned away, both groups were surprised. Both asked the the, the same question, really. Uh, They said, when, when, Jesus, when did we see you do this? Uh, one, One group said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? Uh, the, likewise, the, the other group said, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? Both groups were equally surprised that they didn't see the dancing bear. They weren't aware of what was really going on. But, but I think Jesus told them this story so that they would be aware. So they wouldn't be surprised. And you recall his response. He, he essentially said that, that whenever they did these things for the least of these, Jesus' brothers and sisters, they were, they were doing it to him. Or on the flip side, they were ignoring him if they weren't doing those things. So in telling this story, I believe Jesus was helping them to shift their focus and become more aware of the dancing bear. He, he didn't want them to be surprised and find that, that as they were doing all these wonderful things, uh, that, that he missed them in the midst of it. So he shifted their focus. He shifted their focus from the things that they were to do to who they were doing it for. He shifted their focus to himself. Friends, I don't want you to miss who Mission 1-8 is all about. I don't want you to miss Jesus. I don't want you to miss the dancing bear. If you do, I tell you what will probably happen. I still believe that the mission will be accomplished. Uh, we as a church will will be able to reach widely in ways that we haven't done before because, uh, because of the, the faithful in the church who have brought... Uh, gifts of sacrifice that allow us to expand ministry in some amazing ways that will reach more people, invite more people on a journey with Jesus. The mission will still be accomplished. But you're going to miss. You're going to miss out on what God wants to do in you and through you if you're not focused on the right things. And I don't want you to miss that. So what are some of those things that Jesus might want to do in your heart and in, in your life and in our life as a church community as we step forward in faith focused in the right place focused on him well l- let me quickly give you um, seven things uh, seven ways that I think God might want to do a work a- in your heart and grow you in the midst of mission 1-8 as we bring our sacrificial offerings assuming of course that that we are focused on the right things uh, that we're aware of what that that we're doing this for jesus and and we're aware of his spirit at work in us as we live out these next couple of years Um, here are seven things i'm sure there are more but you know i don't know you've got other places to be so 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 i narrowed it down to seven uh first i believe that god wants to to bless you with peace you know peace is as not just an outward reality but an inward one I think we've all had experience uh, in life of, of being at peace somewhat in the midst of chaos going on around us. Uh, the flip side is also true. It's very possible to, to, be, uh, to have chaos in your heart when everything is outwardly calm around you. Uh, the peace that I'm speaking of is the peace that God gives you when you're living your life in alignment in accordance with God's word. You know, God's Holy Spirit is the, is the giver of peace. And, and likewise, the, the, the godly source of unsettled conviction. When, when you are not living aligned with God, when, when you're living in active disobedience, there's no peace. Peace, peace comes when you align yourself to, to God's will. And when you step out in faithful obedience, as many of us will be doing um, in just a little bit, just releasing uh, your resources to be managed in God's ways, uh, then, then you can expect a supernatural peace to follow. It feels good to trust God and to do things God's way. It, it brings peace, and God wants that for you. That's, that's a blessing that comes from aligning yourself to God's ways. God also wants you to experience Freedom. Uh, freedom from, uh, like I, I like to say, the monster of more. And, and this one is particularly relevant this week, as uh, many of us are, are getting all the ads already for Black Friday coming up. Uh, God created uh, you to, to uh, when you step forward in faith with, with sacral, sacrificial offerings to, to God, um, it's almost like uh, you are taking a dagger and stabbing it in the heart of a counterfeit God. Uh, that counterfeit God, uh, you can, you know, call it greed or materialism or consumerism or gluttony or, or, or the monster of more. Uh, wh- whatever you call it, you, you will find when, when you release your resources uh, uh, to God uh, and, and manage your finances God's way, uh, then, then it's, it's very much like you're, you, are, you find that you, you don't need stuff as much. that that you're not bound by that evil taskmaster. You're you're free. And and with that freedom comes uh, oftentimes a release of guilt, just a a real real sense of freedom, a lightness of your step. Uh, Freedom, uh, life-changing freedom can be yours. And and it's amazing in your life when you have uh, freedom and you have peace in your life, it's amazing how your heart just supernaturally overflows with joy. Uh, God created you to live with that kind of joy, to enjoy uh, the fullness of his being with, your, with, with, your, with the fullness of yours. Uh, when uh, when the enemy is off your back, you're freed up to experience the joy of the Lord. Um, and, and I think each of us can see and envision people in our lives who just overflowed with joy. And, and thus, uh, I, I think uh, we want it. We, we want that. And I believe that God wants to uh, give that to you so that you live with that kind of joy also. Fourth, I, I really think that God wants to deepen your level of trust in him. Uh, if you take this uh, financial step seriously in your life and, and you have the right focus and motivation, I believe that you'll find that that you begin to trust God more, that God really does meet all of your needs. And and so so you You release more to Him. You want to trust God more because He's proven Himself trustworthy. Um, And when you do that, the more that you trust God, the more the the Scriptures teach, the more that God can entrust you with. Some of you, some of you will will truly be trusting God practically for the first time ever. With this, I mean, when 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 the rubber meets the road, you know, it is a vastly a uh, different thing to say that you trust God with your lips and then actually put it into practice where it hurts. And oftentimes, our pocketbooks hurt us the most. And as you practically begin trusting God, I think some of you can expect to hear God's calling in your life. I believe that for some of you, your attitude toward money has been a barrier between you and God. It's that elephant in the room. It's the ceiling to your spiritual journey up to this point, that God has longed for you to break through, so that you, you, if you, when you trust him in the places where it hurts the most, then, then you break through spiritually to being able to hear God's voice in ways that he's been trying to get your attention, but you, you just have been unable to hear it because you've been clutching to something else. You've been, you've been focused on, on something else. And when you're clutching on to something else, when you're focused on something like money, uh, then you don't see the dancing bear. For, for some of us, God has been calling us to live our lives for, um, uh, in such a way that, um, that we will actually hear his voice when we let go of that which we've been clutching to, that isn't him. And I really believe that God will speak into your heart as you step forward and release this area of your life to him. Uh, Some of you have, God has great plans for your life and you've just been unable to hear uh, where he wants to lead you because you've been clutching to something else. But I also believe that you'll experience this this gift from God, the gift of knowing that your life and your investment is really making an impact. Uh, Over the course of the next couple of years, as you begin to own Mission One Eight, and when you you know when you put your money where your mouth is, you own it. It it becomes a little more real. To you. So as you begin to own Mission 18, you'll have the thrill and the exhilaration of seeing how your investment is making an impact. As you choose to actively reach widely, telling, telling people about Jesus everywhere, both with your, your words but, but also the action of your life, you begin to see Jesus everywhere. Uh, just, just uh, like the, the scripture passage, just to uh, maybe uh, redeployed for our time in your life. Maybe, maybe uh, you begin to see Jesus as uh, as your spiritually wandering friend, uh, or may, maybe you you see Jesus in the food de- deprived person in our community, and that that that's what we as a church we're we're trying to see Jesus in the people in our community who don't have. Uh, Or or maybe you see Jesus in the family member this holiday season who who really needs your grace. Or maybe your journey group member who's going through a difficult time, is maybe in the hospital, and you you see not just Jesus, but you see how your life and your action can make an impact in theirs. You don't want to miss out on that. But above all, if you have the right heart and attitude through the duration of Mission 1A, I, I really believe that you're going to experience new levels of intimacy um, as you draw closer to the heart of Jesus, uh, maybe closer than you ever have before. You know, if you're, if you're married and this is a financial step of faith that, that maybe you're taking, uh, maybe for the first time, uh, I, I believe that that will draw you closer together. Uh, as you take those steps together, that will build intimacy in your marriage. Uh, you'll experience more intimacy in, in your community life here at Troy UMC, in your journey group. As you, you share the depth of what God is doing in your life, as you begin to trust him uh, with your finances. Uh, we'll grow together closer as a church community, as we're a church community in mission, intentionally, not just accidentally hoping things happen, but, but focused on, on seeing Jesus and the opportunities to invite more people on a journey with him. Uh, we'll grow closer together. Uh, we'll, we'll experience deeper intimacy with God as each of us uh, takes these next steps on our journey with him. You know, Jesus created you to experience those, those deeper levels of intimacy and when we take steps of faith together like this, it really is a catalyst for that kind of, of powerful transformation in your life. You know, Jesus created us to experience this. And you can expect those kinds of things to happen um, as we uh, journey through Mission 1-8. And I don't want you to be surprised. I want you to anticipate them. I want you to expect them in advance. I want you to focus not on the money, but on Jesus, the dancing bear, and how he wants to grow your heart as you step out in practical ways in faith. And really, now's the time to do that. Now, now's the time that, that many of us have been praying for as a church family that we would step forward in faith together um, as we um, uh, bring our sacrificial offerings. And if you haven't, uh, you can uh, go ahead and grab your, your commitment card, your pledge card. Uh, those of you who call, call this your church home. Uh, make sure you put your name on this. I don't know if there's anything more depressing for a pastor or financial team that sees this amazing gift of sacrifice on the back with no name uh, on the front. So put your name on it, please. Um, and and uh, do your best to to fill out the, the backside of this. If you're here, um, maybe maybe this caught you. Maybe this was the dancing bear. You, like, don't check your email, or, your, or you, you've missed the past couple weeks, you, you don't get your snail mail, and you d- didn't, didn't know this was the, like, Pledge Commitment Sunday, um, and this caught you off guard. Uh, simply write down on there, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll um, finish this by November. Uh, so put your name, and just, just, that can be your commitment today. Um, or, or maybe, maybe you're uh, one of the leadership families who's, you've already made your commitment. Um, and if that's the case, just write. Put your name on the front and on the back. Put already made my commitment, so that you you can bring that as your offering uh, today as well. Uh, but but and do your best, please, to uh, uh, take a look at the the ladder here. Uh, we really want to celebrate with each person, with each household that's that's taking a step. That's. That goodness is is taking at least a step within a step on the generosity ladder. That that's an indicator that God is moving in your heart and your life, and that you're listening. And so we want to celebrate with you on that. So if you can fill fill that part out uh, today, uh, but let me share as you're doing that and preparing uh, for communion in your offering. Uh, let, let me let me share this encouragement from God's Word. This is Second Corinthians chapter nine. I taught from this these uh, couple of chapters earlier in this series, but I want to highlight one of the passages that we looked at before just as an encouragement to you. Chapter 9, verses 8 and 10. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you'll always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Loved ones, that is the truth about generosity. It's also the truth of the gospel message. For God has generously already provided everything we need, and he's done so through Jesus, the dancing bear. As as you come forward, um, I, I pray that your heart will be in a place where, where you recognize, I pray my heart will be in a place that I recognize how helpless I am to save myself and that Jesus has already um, done everything that I need so that I can be not only in relationship with him but, but um, in mission with him in this world. You know, God did it all at great cost to himself because he's a generous God. And, God, and so today as, as you come forward, uh, make sure your focus is on jesus let's not turn our eyes from the magnificent gift that he has offered us so freely now let's let's uh turn our attention to him well on the the night that Jesus was betrayed as he gathered with his disciples, uh, they didn't know what to expect. And they didn't know what Jesus meant when he took a loaf of bread and he broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Every time you get together, eat it and remember me. Likewise, they were surprised when Jesus broke from tradition and took a cup and after giving thanks to God for it, said some unexpected words when he said, this is my blood which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you get together, drink it and remember me. Let's pray together. God Almighty, we we thank you for the, the simple gift of, of bread and, and juice. We thank you that, that you make simple things like this powerful reminders of your love for us. And so we pray that you would do that once again and that our focus would not shift from Jesus and your great love for us. So would you make this, this bread and this juice become for us powerful symbols of your amazing love for us of of your body broken for us, of your blood shed for us, uh, as you call us, uh, to be your people who lay down their lives for others. God, would you make us one with you, one with each other, and one in mission to the ends of the earth until you come again? And as you said, separate the sheep from the goats. Lord, would you help us not be surprised and see you in everything that we do until we feast again at your heavenly banquet table. All honor and glory are yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen.